I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplified, the show that is your passport to a world of largely useless trivia and face palms. So today we are missing certain uh, dome-shaped head outline in our podcast, which is belongs to Chuck, and uh, uh, he messaged us about uh, late in the night to say he's not going to be able to make it. So I can only assume that he has thrown lockdown fears uh, to the wind and gone out partying, as <laughs> as is Chuck's nature of regularly doing so. But uh, yeah, so we are Chuckless today, but we do have an episode. And before that, we have more importantly a profundity. So, yes. Narin, do you want to take us off? You know, it's it's a it's becoming a constant battle these days to find profundities. Yeah, they're drying up now. Yeah. It's, it's, we're 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 really struggling right now. It's Family like uh, groups. It's, right it's now, like COVID vaccine supply. Yeah, <laughs> and problem is families when they are uh, you know most of the time uh, they are wishing each other birthday. That's that's what family groups are for, and completely obscure people, people who are somebody's third cousin twice removed. Oh yeah, you know, and <laughs> you, everyone has to. So if one person wishes someone birthday, everyone <laughs> has to say happy birthday X. Otherwise, uh, that person becomes like you know. Mark for uh, yeah, but this is what's happened with family groups now. I think all the kids in my family group, especially all the kids, have shamed the parents so much that nobody's sending uh, profundities anymore. In fact, what's happened is my aunts and uncles and all that have formed another group where they share profundities with each other (laughs) with the kids not around. So there is nobody to shame them to it. So that's that's really sad. This birthday messages thing is amazing because uh, there are uncles who actually sit and count how many each person got. So, (laughs) unless like the full tally has been met, then like this is where they send. So, there is some family issue. If if you have one of the uncles working at Infosys, he'll probably write a little program to sort of keep it. But like if he works in Infosys, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he could be, he could be your uncle too. So, I've got a supplier uh, who supplies angles and channels <laughs> and ISMBs and things of like that to our uh, factory. These things are uh, structural steel members, right? So you you buy a I-beam or a C-channel if you wanted to build a shed or something like that. And uh, so we buy material like once, only when we want to build something once in a while. But every morning, he sends me a positive uplifting message, which <laughs> I just sort of, I don't see because I, I don't, check whatsapp so often so, so he's supplying just, both your businesses your podcast okay. as well as your material for and they are nice uplifting messages so this one is life and time are world's two teachers life teaches us to make good use of time while time teaches us the value of life. Oh. Good morning and have a nice day. Yeah. Wow. Hey, this is a head scratcher. Anything missing in this? Uh, yeah, I know. It's like yeah. circular logic. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those. Huh? Okay. Only thing that's missing is it doesn't have APJ Abdul Kalam's uh, photo on it. Right? So that generally so that means is, that it's That is serious. for scientific analogies, Narendra. Oh, that, okay. that is the uh, code of uh, WhatsApp uh, profundity construction. Oh, okay, okay. okay. 
Okay. So this is not this is general. Okay. Yeah, here here you'll have flower or child Haan. playing in it, it is a wo- it is a like tree. That. Yeah, it is a sort of a tree and uh, a couple of people holding an umbrella or something like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very poor. It's the same. Poor. It's like. Uh, there's there's a like you know naming conventions like design conventions there's a manual of style <laughs> all of these things for yeah, uh, we know right in, in uh, uh, engineering mechanical engineering especially your drawings are full of conventions They're all it it comes with a bunch of fancy symbols and if you don't know what those symbols mean you you're in trouble because <laughs> everything will be fine and like two years later something will happen and somebody will ask you what is this symbol and you say I don't know it says ಸಪ್ಲೈಕರ್ತಾಪೋರ್ಟ್ಸ್ಲೈಷನ್ಸ್ಲೈಷನ್ಸ್ಲೈಷನ್ಸ್ಲೈಷನ್ಸ್
<laughs> anyway, I, I went back and uh, uh, suitably castigated. I felt really ashamed. I went home and I told my mom that, you know, this is not going to be the <laughs> same. Because <laughs> you never told me this. Your parent didn't tell me about this. Uh, it's never going to be the same between us. So then uh, eventually I forgave them. And uh, <laughs> I went back the next morning and they gave me the dose. But this is, this is basically my but experience. It, that's of all this hospital does. Yeah, yes. and why 10 to 1 and why, Amazing. and why, uh, you know, it's probably written, I don't know, it's, it's probably there in the civics textbook. We should ask. Uh, <laughs> no, know, there, there's yeah. some shady stuff going on there for sure. There's one Netflix series waiting oh. to be made on what happens between <laughs> 1 to <laughs> yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, they, yeah, they like, give you, so they give you a yellow fever, yellow card saying that you got a yellow fever. Yeah, so, it's called a carte yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is yellow card basically. Yeah. And and so that's that's actually that that certificate of vaccination and profile access, which is uh, called the International Certificate for of Vaccination. So it was in fact instituted in 1944 mm. at the towards the end of the Second World War, where uh, yellow fever because of the Africa campaigns and all that stuff, uh, there were a lot of soldiers contracting that. So there they started it from there. And they were bringing it back to it's the It's supposed to be pretty lethal. I don't know what the yellow fever is, but it's a killer that much. I know. If you get yellow fever, you have very high chances you'll yeah, die. And obviously extremely contagious. Yeah. So it's only restricted to certain parts of Africa. And so in this certificate, so still date, this certificate, the international certificate of vaccination was largely used in terms of either anyone who is traveling to Africa or anyone who's traveling out of Africa to any of the developed economies and the advanced nations, in fact, even India for that matter. So you need to have that international certificate of vaccination. Also, alternatively, there's also like uh, in in the US especially, all children are required to show, I mean, parents of children are required to show proof that their kids are vaccinated against polio, against jaundice, against malaria, a lot of other different uh, diseases. And those are like rubella, mumps, all of that stuff. So these diseases, the vaccination has been there. So you've had to show proof of vaccination for a long time, right? Other than the travel from African countries and out and all that stuff, you have never had to have like any other vaccine passport between like uh, any of the other countries as such. There's no need to show any kind of medical uh, these things other than like, and I'm sure everyone's at some point of time ticked a box that said you have not traveled to Africa or contracted yellow fever. Right. right. You must have ticked it at boxes everywhere because that is part of norm now. But here is where now things are becoming a little different. We have the vaccine passport coming in for COVID-19. Now, clearly COVID-19 is a global pandemic. So every single country will be affected by this. Right. The thing is, the very first COVID-19 vaccine passport was introduced in, um, so obviously it was introduced in China where it was not a vaccine passport as such, because there was no vaccine back then. It was basically an infection. So it was a recovery recovery document where it was allowed those who had recovered from COVID-19 for uh, three months after recovery could travel within the city and between some certain cities and stuff like that. So that was the very first one introduced. Post which the very first national vaccine passport, so to speak, is uh, was instituted by Israel. Now, Israel also is the country where the vaccination has been the fastest in the world. So they have given both doses of the vaccine to about 70% of their population. 
and they had done this like they had reached 50 40 to 50% herd immunity full vaccination by i think mid march itself so because of which they instituted what is called the green pass right now the green pass is something that was a simple it was an app a qr code it contains the information so the information readable from it is your name your age and the dates of the two vaccinations that you got and also probably the batch number of the vaccine that you got in case of any other further tracking needed now the green pass got extremely successful in israel because i mean israel is one of those countries with extremely low vaccine hesitancy extremely high vaccine uptake and people just went out and got as many uh, they got the vaccine and they were also okay with the vaccine passports and now the vaccine passports are required not just for attending like uh, stuff but even going to a restaurant attending uh, sporting events any kind of indoor events that have more than 5000 people stuff like that is where you need the vaccine passport and independently also a lot of private businesses are demanding the vaccine passport scans as well so that has been extremely successful non controversial program completely that when it began but since then the matter of vaccine passports has started getting played up especially when it came to the us now the us becomes an interesting case study because it's the place where uh, i mean it's the it's the most polarizing place as well as the most federally regulated so you could you're literally living in two different countries inside the same country when it comes to different states so new york and california obviously the most democrat of states the most bl- the bluest of states introduced a kind of vaccine certificate in fact new york has already introduced something called the excelsior pass mm. uh, the excel wow that sounds fancy yeah, yeah it sounds like some kind of platinum card <laughs> yeah. like you get that black uh, card that you can yeah. swipe and get exclusive access yeah. to shit which actually it is yeah <laughs> so except for exclusive access it's just regular access where everyone else is denied so the excelsior pass what it does is that it allows for you to access the gyms and all that stuff it also contains that basic health information the excelsior pass captures one of these three things captures a full course of the covid-19 vaccine negative pcr test within 72 hours and a negative antigen test within 6 hours so what it does is it can either track whether you have been you vaccinated previously infected and recovered and or gotten a pcr test that shows you have no covid so it is inclusive of all those three things so and therefore allows you to kind of like attend so the biggest biggest thing that uh, this excel pcr pass is used for is right now in the us it's playoff season mm. so oh. all their sporting leagues are going through a playoff that's a weak point yeah yeah, yeah. so they are going through us uh, this thing so i personally am following the nba right now and it is incredibly you- i feel Uh, oh, NBA, okay. I thought NBA, football. NBA. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. As opposed uh, to no, 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 <laughs> no funny enough yeah. i started following it to some extent but anyway that's another story but uh, imagine following the mba very closely you wake up at 6 am every morning to keep that was what of... pagal guy was <laughs> oh damn yeah, that, following uh, mba is very closely <laughs> is it does it seem like them i'm sorry pagal guy is still alive and well 
Yeah, but it's I think migrated to few other things. It's See, like this is when you know you've uh, really aged when like no one on your timeline posts a message saying, "Yeah, I got into MBA or something like that." Like, now you've <laughs> yeah, passed know, that phase of like like yeah. a decade ago, like getting into a B school was everything that was important in life. <laughs> now yeah. you're like it, ah, it still is for a lot of people. Just <laughs> that we've we've aged significantly. Now my greatest joy this. Year has been that I managed to get a haircut. <laughs> this last yeah. month. and how the mighty this, have fallen. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, it's so it's such it's so ironic, right? You're great. You're terri- terribly happy you got a haircut, and there are so many lenders who are not happy they <laughs> got a haircut. So yeah. yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Distressing, distressing. Yeah, and I I was also thinking about Excelsior. It sounds so much like a wise old man with a big beard who specializes in spreadsheets. So. Oh, wow. oh man! <laughs> this 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 surely someone's LinkedIn job title, right? Excel, C R S E E R. Yeah. Oh man! Like after ninjas and mavens, yeah, yeah, now we yeah. go to like C R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh my god! But anyway, coming back to the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Uh, Narendra, your 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 MBA. I don't know your MBA certificate must be like papering some cracks in your. Oh yes, or something, I, no? I I will. Uh, you know, we, we, I think we should take a break now. But on the other side of <laughs> while, the break, while you go I get will, the yeah, get, I'll just see if I still have that. <laughs> so right. see you on the so other let's side. Let's take a quick break, break and see you on yeah. the other side. Welcome back to Simplified, where we bounce back with the NBA vaccine passports and yeah. hopefully Narendra's MBA certificate. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, uh, it's well known that I, uh, except in moments of duress, I don't admit that I've got an MBA. Very ashamed of the whole thing because I was such a terrible MBA student. MBA is all about wisdom and knowing things and uh, we amorphous. I, I'm terrible at all that. Yeah, and uh, I, I just didn't get it at all. The only thing I got a little bit of was they 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 we had a pace course on statistics and that's about the only thing. But uh, uh, I I passed and uh, then I found out it's not like engineering. They generally you know you waffle you write any nonsense and they pass you. <laughs> and uh, but but I I didn't. And then twenty five years later we had a grand reunion and everyone met and all you know everyone's become captains of industry and really and there is me like footing around doing nothing and then i thought that you know maybe if i had collected my certificate uh, i would also have been a captain of industry like all these other people <laughs> captain of industry and i went to the uh, university and lo and behold my degree certificate was there it was all 25 years they had carefully kept it every day the registrar would personally seal it with a little kiss and put it back into the safe it was there it seems it like so excalibur like, oh man <laughs> wow with all the for today <laughs> yeah so that's the story so they gave my... you your certificate 25 no years they didn't later. give me a, they, there was some, I still didn't collect it there was some technical requirement I had to fill out some form and give some idea I didn't have all of that <laughs> but, but you now I had to go there. back now it's 30 years since or whatever 
I passed on 88. So 33 years. It was oh, wow, there. it is uh, eight years since that happened. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. Naren, didn't you know you had to go between 10 and 1? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, yeah. <laughs> Probably that was it. Incredible. Yeah. So, Srikit, anyway. the vaccine passport is technically like just for like internal <laughs> domestic use. So, no, not at all. So, in fact, that's where uh, these vaccine passports, so like in the US, especially it's right now for internal domestic use in some ways where like say in uh, sporting arenas, they are using so only in only in New York and California. They're yeah. using that as uh, because the like I said, the NBA is going on and stuff like that. So in the playoffs, the arena is full of people and masking obviously according to US regulations is optional. Yeah. Right. So they are full of people. So especially in these two states, when the matches are happening, the games are happening, they are required to kind of scan their Excelsior pass or any other vaccine certificate to get in. But in the rest of the US, it's not even required. In fact, a lot of the states in the US have actively banned any form of future vaccine passports as well. So what, as <laughs> what? all things have... Yeah, yeah. As all things have happened, this thing has gone down ideological lines as well. So, uh, the Democrats are in favor of vaccine passports. The Republicans are saying it's a form of oppression. So, in Texas, in Mississippi, in Missouri, these states, vaccine passports are banned. And in fact, in some places, uh, like in, I think in uh, Kentucky, they also tried to pass a ban that prevented businesses from asking for vaccination to admit people into there, but that got defeated. So at least for public spaces, as well as uh, government installations, it's banned. Like you cannot develop a vaccine passport at all. Like you can't wow. even propose it at this point Amazing. in some wow. states. So that's how it's gotten down ideological because as uh, everyone's favorite uh, Q conspiracy theorist, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Yeah, she's yeah. the female Trump, she's worse than Trump. Like she's like mm. full cuckoo QAnon conspiracy theory lady. Uh, and she's a Congresswoman, obviously, as US does. She said that uh, the vaccine passport is a form of corporate communism. Corporate communism. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I, I can't, so I can't think of a better, I can't think of a better uh, oxymoron, like corporate communism. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so yeah. there, she's saying it's a red card, not a green card. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, even uh, some polls are showing that the US population is divided on vaccine passports by political and ideological lines. Rather than any other uh, thing. But as you asked, Tony, is it there for international usage? Right. Yeah. And here is where uh, the most interesting thing comes in. Only just last week, the European Union uh, approved a EU digital COVID certificate. Mm. Right. And now they have actually instituted into like travel across the entire EU and including regulations for people coming into the EU. Yeah. The Schengen area. So, what they have done is this vaccine passport is basically uh, in effect from 1st July and it allows for like people who have, who have, but this is truly just a vaccine passport. It, within you, EU, it is also a passport that shows recovery from COVID and swab tests and all that stuff. But from outside the EU, you have to show a proof of vaccination to enter. Yeah. And in this case, there is a bit of uh, controversy on this because they actually released a list of vaccines that are authorized by the EU that will be uh, recognized. Now, in that is Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, 
and AstraZeneca. Although this is where it gets really tricky and interesting. AstraZeneca is made by two different companies. Yeah. Right. There is one is Vaxervia and the other is Covishield, which is made by Serum Institute in India. Yeah. Right. Both AstraZeneca overall and both these versions got approved by the WHO. Adar Poonawala and the Serum Institute team did not bother to apply to the EU specially for any permission. Okay. So the EU has only approved Vaxervia, even though they are both the AstraZeneca vaccine. So Covishield is not part of the approval list. Yeah. It didn't go between 10 and 1. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but then, uh, I, I mean, there was also a statement from the government saying, if you don't approve it, then you will have to come here. And I mean, yeah. if you come here, we'll check you and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. That, that was brilliant. Saying, uh, if you don't this thing, we will also not uh, approve your vaccine. But uh, despite, I mean, despite our, uh, so because of our grave threats, uh, five countries have said that they will admit Covishield, five EU countries. Yeah. Uh, the rest, I mean, they're still in the process of, I mean, over the next couple of months, it's assumed that it will get the Covishield approval because it's approved by the WHO. Yeah. So there's just some bureaucratic lag at this point. But eventually they will also include these vaccines as part of the pass. So the EU countries have already issued their vaccine passport system and... Uh, there were a lot of private contractors also that were running like uh, their own vaccine passport systems for private companies and stuff. But uh, it's assumed that the Green Pass will subsume all of them to some extent because they want like, normally want one universal uh, authority that issues it and controls it. Mm. So, and obviously not to be left behind, uh, the Chinese government also has rolled out like a partial vaccine passport system which is of course run with a partnership between Alipay and WeChat, as expected, <laughs> as everything from China goes through WeChat. Their vaccine passport system also only accepts Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, despite the fact that the Sinovac, which is a Chinese-developed vaccine, still <laughs> does not accept it as yet. So oh. their rollout Wait, is still... What do you mean by partial vaccine certificate? So, I mean, they still haven't... They It's not accepted everywhere. It's not a ah, okay. countrywide vaccine system. It's only been rolled it's out... It's not like the case in India where you have only one dose and then you're waiting for... <laughs> it's, a, it's a really funny thing, right? Like, uh, basically, Covishield has got approval, but no one's got the second dose. Yeah. <laughs> Vaccine people have got the second dose, but like, uh, there's no there approval. Is no so approval. Very, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> this is going is, to be uh, those logic puzzles, you know? Uh, like, uh, one of the logic puzzles is going to be this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, no, this, is, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and also, uh, I mean, the, with the mixing and matching, there's all going to be like a home recipe, homebrew versions of vaccines, right? Yeah. I put a little, uh, I put a little uh, Pfizer in there, a little Moderna in there, some yeah. Covaxin, Covishield was mixed, and some but, healthy, of course. Jokes apart, I really don't know how the pandemic is going to go away without people being vaccinated. So, I mean, you did yeah. really, all over the world, I mean, it's, it's not just country A and country B. And if they think that they've vaccinated their own uh, countries and the problem has gone away, it doesn't. Because as long as the virus gets a chance to reside within human beings, it's going to constantly mutate. And uh, uh, mutation is uh, completely uh, evolutionary, right? So you have a million mutations. They all die out because the vaccine is stopping all of them, then there's one mutation with the vaccine system and that spreads and takes over the entire world. And that's so, where it's, it becomes a really tricky thing. So like in the US actually with that federal system and stuff, and even in, in India, the problem is there is not enough vaccination. In the US, 
there are certain states and certain cities which are highly like around 90% vaccinated and then there are central america states which are all uh, not vaccinated very much at all uh, so in which case that's where it becomes a challenge because not only uh, are un- because in the us they are kind of painting the vaccination as a choice right and so but what happens is the people who are unvaccinated may get infected and with the infection there is that chance of mutation and because of which what happens is you can't institute a vaccine passport system where on, where you don't have at least some level of herd immunity or some level of uh, overall this thing because the vaccine while people who have the vaccine can be carriers uh, who have taken the vaccine can be carriers they cannot at the current moment the science shows they cannot uh, let the virus mutate because the virus mm. needs to grow inside and like spread inside you to be able to mutate in some way so but the thing is if they are infecting people who have not and if those people are mingling with the people who are vaccinated the variant can be very easily created so that's why in india also i mean that strategy of letting everyone just get infected and then go through it with the number of people that we have there definitely will be variants that will come out and as we saw with the delta variant and i don't think it was a strategy it is just like <laughs> yeah well no but in the uk initially they were default. suggesting herd immunity as a strategy right so yeah, yeah. and then some some politicians from india agreed with it because that was easier yeah. way out yeah because but, we heard of it it was herd immunity <laughs> <laughs> oh wow but anyway the other uh, officially instituted uh, vaccine certificate of sorts was actually instituted in well early in 2021 was not by any uh, government or country but by the IATA which is the International Air Transport Association yeah so they had proposed a digital app to authenticate covid tests or vaccination status of travelers as well as staff so uh, this was actually lot of leading airlines like qantas air new zealand uh, singapore airlines all these guys uh, signed up with this IATA vaccine this thing so actually the air traffic staff is actually among the most vaccinated uh, profession in the world because they are all about 90 plus percent vaccinated as such it becomes a prerequisite to kind of travel by air so yeah. whether you go to a country which has that requirement or not getting into air aircraft you need your vaccine certificate yeah that that was the pilot program for <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant yeah. what a beautiful one uh, i wonder and who stewardship it was <laughs> oh you should bet wow with chat missing even the quality of the puns has improved <laughs> i hope he's listening hi chat Screw <laughs> you for not attending. <laughs> But uh, of course, uh, and here is where the discussion can happen to some extent is where the, the what the arguments and controversies are around vaccine passports, right? Obviously, there is a thing about the with vaccine passports, there is immunity. There is one guy called Sam Rainsy who uh, mentioned this uh, point about saying that we are actually creating a commodity, a resource. of naturally acquired immunity as a resource so it's something that is going to be coveted that requires that could even be monetized yeah, yeah right so what he's suggesting is that if i'm going to issue vaccine passports for access to places that creates a black market for vaccine passports altogether and that creates a market for like how do i get my vaccine certificate how do i get those antibodies in my system all those different things which also some other guys also initially encouraged when uh, these vaccine certificates were introduced before the 
or immunity certificates were introduced before the vaccine uh, vaccine passport or were discussed then it was talked about how people are a lot of people actually deliberately look to get Got infected cool. so yeah. that they could have that immunity yeah. and then that access and stuff like that so uh, there is that big argument and but on the pro side there is uh, I, oh there was another very very uh, dystopian argument by a uk member of parliament and i will read it verbatim because it's a very interesting but very dystopian argument to, to it uh, so i'll i'll summarize there saying that uh, checking of covid status is one way of almost authorizing certain people access based on their health status now that could open a door to finally allow the state to restrict the overweight's access to certain dining facilities and high calorie foods upon entering a restaurant the business could scan a mobile phone app that showed your bmi those within the healthy range can order the full menu but those with who are wow. overweight could be restricted to ordering certain size limited portions as for the obese they could be asked to settle for a salad or simply asked to leave take away orders uh, such as just eat or delivery could use the same data taken over the telephone to weed out the obese from placing a fast food order in supermarket your bmi status could be scanned at checkout and fatter foods would be removed from your baskets and replaced with healthier options <laughs> This is this is like one of those old blog posts where yeah. you know you have those what if scenarios. And also, so it's like a Black Mirror episode. So touchingly uh, old world, you know. This is this is someone who's probably got a family inheritance, doesn't need to work. Which business in their right mind is going to tell paying customers all that? The entire fast food industry is. Yeah. predicated on the fact that people are going to eat garbage and you yeah. just feed them garbage because that's what they want yeah. don't tell them what are you every dietitian <laughs> you give them you give them grease you give them lard you give them everything <laughs> yeah. but this exactly. guy so, yeah, he feels I mean, that yeah. but one this, one question domestically it's very easy to sort of uh, have a fake certificate right like if yeah. you're going to a sports arena or something essentially you're showing a Screenshot yeah, but, uh, or an app in, or whatever. I mean, the the only people places that are mandating the use of this is New York and California at the moment, and both yeah. of those places are using digital certificates, and their mm-hmm. vaccination is directly linked to the digital certificate. So there's no real way. I mean, yeah, but in an arena no where hack, like, hacking, yeah, uh, in an arena where twenty thousand people are entering, you can't digitally like, check everything. Yeah, you just show yeah. it, and you, yeah, you. Have no, I think there's a the QR code, code scanning. Code. So that's how the vaccine thing works. Okay. So as part of your ticket. you take your ticket and then there is a bar- barcode scanner over there yeah. you scan the qr code yes uh, the united states just hates being id tagged and asked yeah. to carry papers they just yeah but that's where the states uh, south dakota montana idaho utah florida texas and arizona south dakota i i read uh, i heard uh, i mean i read something by dave barry long time ago which said that south dakota is so sparsely populated that if you just uh, drive into the state you automatically become a member of the legislature something like that. <laughs> so i don't think south dakota really counts yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, that's where uh, these guys have banned like instituting vaccine passports altogether and so that's why there is no national federal rule of any sort right now federally in fact even they announced that you don't need to wear masks anywhere in any so other than private businesses can ask for you to wear a mask but besides that it's like terrible so that's what is so ridiculous it's so funny I, as i was mentioning while watching the nba there were fans in the stadium the players obviously aren't wearing masks because they have to play the fans a lot of them especially in utah or any of these states are not wearing full 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 capacity crowd no one's wearing masks 
But the worst part, the cheerleaders who are coming to perform are performing with masks. <laughs> I felt so bad for them. I was like, they are part because they are part of a union of some sort and they are part of like employee this thing. So all the performers who are there have to yeah. all wear masks and perform. Like there was a guy who was singing and he had his mic stuffed inside his mask. And he was he was performing and singing through it, and I was like, "Man, these guys!" And imagine doing it when the rest of the everyone you're performing to is nobody is wearing masks. Yeah. So it was it was quite like ridiculous, and you see some of these uh, images out there. So like even in the Euros, Euro and Wimbledon, basically it's capacity crowd and no one's wearing masks, right? So, yeah, that's true. So yeah. I mean, there there also it's largely because of the whole. Uh, Uh, I mean, everyone's vaccinated. There is some sort of vaccine passport entry over there, so they they require to show proof of vaccination or test or whatever. The other thing that was also there is that um, there is also an argument about social hierarchy. So, for example, so firstly, access to vaccine may be restricted, and those who are either uh, have limited vaccine access to vaccine, plus there is a whole bunch of people like people with. multiple sclerosis or people with different kinds of diseases who ca- cannot get the vaccines right so the other concern with uh, the vaccine passports is also like almost is furthering that class divide there are a whole bunch of people who don't have either access to vaccines or there are because of socio economic reasons and other thing is there is also a large number of people who cannot get the vaccine because they are either uh, they have uh, some kind of disease like ms or they are immunocompromised in some way and those people cannot get vaccines and they will be denied access to different places as well and also what it does is that because of this vaccine passport system there is also a thing about um, certain places like the eu they are only recognizing people who have received a vaccine but people who have been infected are not getting recognized a lot and so because of which that also becomes a barrier and finally the other barrier being it infringes on personal choice so if you have decided not to get the vaccine or if you cannot get the vaccine you have to spend out of pocket to get uh, that uh, swab test and all that which are not cheap i got one and it was it was super expensive so it was like as expensive as they are you have to pay out of pocket to get all of that which a lot of people may not be able to so at the moment that's where the main criticism of vaccine passport is that they are still in initial stages there has not been a vaccine passport system that's been initiated yeah. which is not for either extremely uh, wealthy advanced countries or only restricted to very privileged populations like people who can attend sports arenas in the us and stuff like that but at the moment there is no vaccine passport system that's truly inclusive and till that happens i don't think there can be a universal vaccine passport that does not exclude a large portion of humanity in some way or right. the other So uh yeah so that's that any final words guys anything to uh, add no i mean we just uh, would like uh, to tell all simplified listeners that uh, it's you know everyone please stay safe uh, stay passported and stay simplified yeah and see you next week at the next time thank you thank you very much Bye.